Welcome to Chapel Graves. Happy Mother's Day. We're going to stand and we're going to sing a song called uh, Lay Me Down. With this heart open wide from the depths, from the heights, I will bring a sacrifice. With these hands lifted high, hear my song, hear my cry, I will bring a sacrifice. Lay me down.
Amen. You guys may be seated. Well, again, like, like we're saying, uh, good morning and happy Mother's Day. My name is Pastor Jared, and I wanted to read to you guys a verse from 2 Timothy 1.5. It says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you and well as well. And thinking of the the legacy of faith that our grandmothers and our mothers passed down to their children with our prayers and our hopes that we will pass it down to our children and their children. And uh, I feel like personally I'm living in that faith, blessing that, that legacy of faith in my family. And so coming to Mother's Day, my heart is full because uh, God has given us some amazing women in our lives to be our mothers, to care for us, and to... Uh, to lead us in the right way, you know, to help us with that. And so thank you for all of you guys that have chosen to be here this morning on Mother's Day. If you are new here, we just want to welcome you. And we have a connection card that if you fill that out, that just lets us uh, touch base with you, uh, follow up with you. And you also could let us know if you made any type of a decision for Christ this morning. We would love to celebrate that with you and help you know what your next steps could be. And then... If you are interested in giving to Chapel Grace, we've got a lot of different options for you. We have uh, the tithe box in the back. You can text to give. You can uh, go through our Tithely app. Lots of different ways to make it convenient and safe for you to give. And then we've got a couple of announcements, upcoming events. MOPS is all about mothers celebrating motherhood. And MOPS is meeting on Tuesday, and I'm sure they're going to be celebrating mom's a little bit more extravagantly with uh, Mother's Day being today. So we invite you to come. The great thing is kids are taken care of, so, and they're in good hands, so that you can really focus on connecting with the other moms and being encouraged. Sometimes you just need that, that breath of fresh air, that, that time to just focus on you. And then uh, coming up, we have Baccalaureate, which is our faith-based celebration of graduation for our, two, for our uh, 2022 graduates. Any graduates in the room? Uh, except for Brian. Brian's right there. Woo! Nice. So we are blessed to be able to have uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Club host the baccalaureate service on a public school campus. Typically they're held in a church, our school district, and because uh, FCA is hosting it, they're allowed to offer that on our public school campus. And this year, we're excited to have Travis Avila come. He is from our church. He graduated in uh, 1999 as a Kalinga Horn Toad. He's an alumni. And he's going to come, and he's going to speak to our graduates. And we're really excited. It's not just for graduates and their families. It's for the entire community. So we would love to have all of you come and uh, pray over our graduates and the desires for each of them to enter into the next phase, the next chapter in their life with Christ leading their way. So we invite you to come. That's on May 25th at 7 o'clock in the high school auditorium. And then we'd like to just ask that you guys be praying for the needs in our church. We have lots of different uh, service needs uh, for our children, uh, for ministries, and to just be praying with us, partnering with us as we're praying for that. We don't want just you know, anyone, we want who the Lord wants, and that might be you. So uh, you never know. If you seek the Lord, he might uh, reveal to you, like, I need to, I, I want to pour my life into the next generation as we're kind of thinking about mothers and legacy. We can do that here at Chapel Grace as a whole church body. And then lastly, we have our youth fundraiser. We're selling custom metal abide signs, and that's a, just a great reminder and prayer that we need to be abiding in Christ. We need to be dwelling and remaining and staying with him. We need to be in his word. It needs to be something that's becoming a part of who we are. That word abide, uh, we're selling those. 50% goes to students going to Rock and Water Adventure Camp. And we still are, we're, we're still in need of, of helping kids get there. And so if you guys want to, that's a, a way to decorate your home, remind yourself to abide in Christ, or to pray for, for the students to abide in Christ, and then also to help them get to camp. And then lastly, we still have a war going on in uh, Ukraine, so we need to continue to turn our, our focus towards them in our times of prayer to be, to be lifting them up. We get so caught in our bubble that we forget that somewhere 
many other places in the world are suffering much more than we are. They don't have the comforts. They don't have the freedoms that we do. So let's bow our heads and pray, and then we're going to continue in a time of worship. Father, we thank you for this Mother's Day. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Uh, you are our Father in heaven. And God, it was your desire that we have, uh, we have families and that we have mothers and that our moms can be a reflection of your character and of your love, of your steadfastness, of your presence with us, God, and your wisdom. And we just pray a blessing over the service, Lord. And may you be honored. May you be glorified and lifted up. And we pray a special prayer for Ukraine, Lord, as they're going through the conflicts that they are. Pray for the church bodies to unite. Lord, we pray for you to be uh, tilling the soil of hearts and using this circumstance for good and for, for the salvation of many that are there. Pray for their protection. Lord, we, we live in so much comfort and security right now, but uh, that could be gone in a moment. So humble us, remind us, Lord, to be praying for our brothers and sisters that are across the country, across the, sorry, across the world, that are, uh, that are in need, that we can join them in that because you are everywhere. We are in one place, but you are in all places. So we cast our cares and our prayers to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So please continue to stand with us as we worship. We remind ourselves that we are not who others say that we are. We are who Jesus says that we are.
God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant and faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven to do just what you say. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your
says that even when we're faithless, you remain faithful. Thank you, God, for that grace. Thank you for that truth. You are constant. You are unchanging. You are that anchor that never moves in the storm that we can look to. And then we can always look back to your great love that you gave on the cross for us. Again, fixed fixed truth, fixed love that we can look to, to remind ourselves of who we are. From the darkness I called your name Into darkness your mercy came You called me out Lifted me up How great is your love you bore my weakness, you took my shame, buried my burdens in fields of grace. You called me out, lifted me up, how great is your love. From the heights of heaven, you stepped down to earth. Innocent and perfection gave your life for us and we are amazed we stand in awe for we have been changed by the power of the cross how great how great how great is your love how great how great how great is your love how great how great how great is your love for us. In your kindness. In your kindness, you lead me home. In your presence, where I belong. You called me out, lifted me up. How great is your love. Of heaven, you stepped down to earth. Innocent perfection gave your life for us, and we are amazed. We stand in awe, for we have been changed by the power of the cross. How great, how great, how great is your love! How great, how great. been there has never been there will never be a God like you a love so true there has never been there will never be a God like you a love so true there has never been never be a God like you, a love so true. There has never been, oh, there will never be a God like you, a love so true. How great, how great is your love for us. We 
How great is your love? How great, how great, how great is your love? How great, how great, how great is your love? How great, how great, how great is your love for us? How great is your love for us? God, we thank you for your great love give you this service, Lord. May you be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. but today I'm going to be speaking to you as a mother for Mother's Day. So um, I just want to welcome you guys. I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, some of you who might be new who don't know me, um, I'm Kelly Ager. I'm Pastor Bruce's wife. Um, and so um, he asked me if I would speak today to you guys for Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> so just a little bit about myself. Um, well, we've been married for 31 years. He waited for me to turn 18 before he married me, so. <laughs> um, we have four children. We had four children in six years, so they were six, four, two, and a baby. And now they are 28, 26, 24, and 22. So um, they are all adults now. So they survived. <laughs> um, so I just, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys today um, we're going to look in the book of Second uh, Timothy. So sec you guys can turn with me to Second Timothy 1, 1 through 7. I'll give you guys just a second to get there. So Second Timothy 1, 1 through 7, and it should be on the screen as well. Um, so it says in verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life, that Jesus, I'm sorry, that in, that is in Christ Jesus. Sorry about that. Um, and then in verse 2, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as an um, as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands for the spirit God gave us um, does not make us timid but gives us power love and self-discipline um, so in these verses we see this is um, the apostle Paul and he's speaking to Timothy he's writing to him to encourage him um, because before this 
Timothy and Paul have always been together. They've gone out and they've been serving together. Um, and Paul's kind of like taken the lead and, and helped out Timothy. And now Timothy, um, he's, he's all alone. He's by himself. And he's dealing with a really rough church in this town called Ephesus. So he's really struggling. And so Paul's just writing to encourage him. Um, so the scripture tells us some things about Timothy. We see in 2 Timothy 1.4 that he's sensitive. We also see that he, is, um, he has a good conscience in um, 1 Timothy 1.19. We see that he is faithful to the Lord in 1 Corinthians 7.17. We see that Paul trusted him to take over for him and to carry on his work. And we see that in Acts um, 19.22. In 20 verse 4 as well as in 1st Thessalonians 3 um, and then he also he takes an interest in people so Timothy cares about people and we see that in Philippians 2 20 so um, Paul writes I have no one else like him and um, that's in Philippians 2 20 and Paul also calls him my son in 1st Corinthians 4 17 as well in as in First and Second Timothy one two, um, so we see that um, it is clear that Timothy he's a solid, genuine, authentic uh, man with integrity. He has character and he has faith. Um, so, moms and dads just just know that Timothy was the kind of guy you would want your daughter to date. Okay, so <laughs> um, he was just a great guy. He was, he was just a class act. So naturally, we want to ask ourselves, well, how did he get that way? How did Timothy turn out to be such a great, um, a great man? So in Acts 16, um, we're told about Timothy's family. So we see that Timothy's mom was a Jew, and his father was a Gentile. And that doesn't really mean a lot to us today, but in those times... Jews did not marry Gentiles, and Gentiles did not marry Jews. They just didn't mix. Um, so, but we do see a lot about Timothy's um, mom. His mom, um, Eunice, um, she was a believer in Jesus, and she was a woman of faith. We don't really hear a whole lot about Timothy's father. We don't know if he, if he had faith in Christ or not. Um, we, just, we just don't know. But his mom was, was just such a strong believer. Um, and so, um, I just want you guys to know that God, he can work through any situation. Even if you don't have a mom and a dad that have a faith in Christ, you can still, God can still work through that. He can still get to your, you know, reach your children, um, and help you through that. Whether you're a single mom, a single dad, Maybe you're a grandparent raising your child, uh, your grandchild. Um, God, God can do anything. He can work through any of those situations. So, um, and so, Paul describes Timothy's faith in verse five. So we can look back at verse five, and we see it as being sincere. I have been reminded of your sincere faith. So Timothy's faith, it wasn't something he learned from reading books. He wasn't like some just, you know, knowledgeable guy that just read and read and read, and that's how he got his faith. Um, I'm sure he was smart, but that's not how he got his faith. Um, he didn't acquire it by memorizing things, memorizing scripture. Um, his faith, um, it wasn't something that he did just out of habit or, like, felt like he had to do something. That's not what his faith was. His faith was a sincere and genuine faith, and it was who he was. This was who Timothy was. His faith, um, it wasn't a show. It wasn't a, oh, oh, there's people, oh, praise Jesus. You know, it wasn't a show. It wasn't a demonstration. It wasn't something that he performed to make people feel good or think, oh, wow, look at him. Uh, no, his faith, his faith was something that he lived. He lived it on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. He lived it whether he was at home, if he was out on the road, if he was at the market, if he was in the temple, if he was around his friends, whether they were believers or not. 
Um, whether he was around people he didn't know. It didn't matter where he was or what he was doing. Timothy was genuine in his faith and his love for the Lord. Um, he was consistent. And again, we ask, well, how did this happen? How did Timothy become this great man? Well, um, Paul points out some of the factors that led to Timothy becoming the man that he was. So again, we look at verse 5. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. So godly mothers influence their children. Okay, so Paul indicates that God used a mom and a grandma to, um, in a significant way that was going to impact and determine, uh, it was going to, I'm sorry, it was going to impact but not determine a child's faith. And what I mean by that is we can impact our children, we can show Christ through our lives to them, but we don't determine their faith. Their faith is their own choice, their own decision, and it's between them and God, and we can't force that on anyone. Um, obviously, I'm going to be a grandma soon. <laughs> I say now because, you know, life begins at conception, but, you know, um, but in July. But I can, I can model that faith to my grandchild, just as I know her mother will too, but I can't force her. I can't make her accept Christ. I can pray for her. I can model that for her, but I can't make that decision for her. That's something that Abigail's going to have to do for herself. So I can't wait for that day. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a crier. <laughs> telling you she's already getting me um all right so to move on um so timothy's again timothy's sincere faith came from the direct result of just the impact that his grandmother and his mother had on his life um so it and it's looking at this this is three generations there is grandma lois to her granddaughter I'm sorry, to her daughter, Eunice, and then to her son, Timothy. So we see it passing down through the generations. Um, so I have been reminded of this sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Um, and I, I remember myself growing up, um, my grandmother had an impact on my life and my mom, um, we were in church together every time the doors were open. Um, we were there, you know, my dad didn't go, but my, um, my mom and my grandmother and my grandfather were there every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. We were there on Thursdays for visitation. Like, we were there all the time. Um, but it had such an impact. I still have memories. I can't eat or chew, I guess, um, was it Wrigley's Spearmint Gum? without having these flashbacks of memories of sitting in the pew with my grandmother at church. And I would, she would always pass me the Wrigley Spearmint gum, and I would chew it. Now every time I do, I just I picture that. And it's just such a, it's, I mean, it's a really great memory. But, um, and then I remember just the day when I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior myself, and um, at that time, um, we were living with my grandmother. Our house had actually um, caught on fire and burned down. And we had um, moved in. We were living with my grandparents at the time, uh, my mom and my dad and myself. I don't know if my brother was born yet or not. If he was, I don't remember him being around. But I, he may be, probably. <laughs> um, but I remember coming home, and I was so excited, and there was my mom and my grandmother sitting at the dining room table, and I can remember the, the flowers from the backyard um, just looked so bright and glowing, and, and I was so excited to share with my grandmother and my mom that I had accepted Christ. And just the, the, the time we had just, you know, rejoicing together, and um, it was, it's just 
a great memory to have. Um, and so Paul knows the impact of a mother. Um, and again, he says, I, ha- I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your, gra- in your grandma Lois and in your mother Eunice. Um, And it is important to know that the faith you long for for your children and your grandchildren um, to have and to grow into must first live in you. We have to model that for our children and our grandchildren. It must live in you first. Timothy's faith, his sincere and genuine faith that first lived in his grandmother, um, Lois, and then his mother Eunice, they demonstrated that. And they lived a life of faith that Timothy saw. And he saw this every day in everything that they did. Um, It's not the church's role or responsibility to raise your child in faith. It really isn't. Um, Yes, we're there to come alongside of you and to help you. But it's not our job. It's your job. We only see your kids maybe two maybe four hours a week if they go to youth group um, and they hear the, the teachers teaching or the pastor preaching, but they're with you for the rest of that time, like 168 hours a week. Of course, they have to go to school too, but you know. Um, but I, in that, I'm just saying that it, um, it's not the church's role or responsibility to raise your child in faith, even though we do come alongside of you, like I said, um, but it's, it's, um, it's your prime, it's primarily your responsibility to shape and to mold and to steer your children in their journey. And that is your God-given job. So godly mothers teach by example. Um, Again, so consequently, moms and dads desiring to influence and impact their kids and grandchildren in the way of Jesus, what are you doing to grow your faith? What efforts are you taking to make um, in making? What steps are you taking um, to show that to your children, to come alongside of them and to be there and to teach them? Do your kids see you reading the Bible? Um, Do your kids see you praying? Do your grandparents come over and know that we're going to pray? What um, what language do they hear you using? That's a big one, huh? Especially, I hear some of the language from some of those kids at school. They're like, but my mom and dad say it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what songs do they hear you listening to? Children become what they see. Timothy's sincere faith first lived in his mom and his grandma. So moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, um, I know you long to, to see your children and your grandchildren grow and mature in their faith, but the first person they're looking at is you. So in 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15, Paul tells us something else that causes Timothy to become the person he became as an adult. So in verse 14, we see, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from who you learned it, and how from infancy You have known the holy scriptures, which are also to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So Paul knew that when Timothy was a young boy, he began to learn the scripture. His mom and his grandmother, and perhaps some other people in his life, made it their mission. They made a point, and they took the time to read and to teach young Timothy the scriptures. In Psalm 119, 9 and 11, it tells us that when we hide scripture within us, when we digest it, come to know it, our way is kept pure. 
our sinful tendencies weaken. Timothy's parents started young when he was an infant. Um, it was, it's never too early to start. And if you think it's too late, if, if your kids are older, it's not. It's not too late. Start now. Read the Bible. Tell the stories. Learn the verses. Make church a priority. Give your child roots with, um, that will anchor them for the years ahead. So if you guys have ever visited like a national park, um, you may, have, may be familiar with the signs that describe the, pacific, the specific trees. So there was a display next to a certain pine tree with a description of the tree. And it says this, During the first five years of the tree's life, the tree grows one foot above ground. Just one foot in five years. Okay? But during the first five years of the tree's life, it grows four feet deep roots. Roots that will be able to hold that tree in place. Roots that will be able to find the deep waters in dry times. Roots that will keep that tree alive. So children and the, in their growing up years are tough. Children get blown off course easily. They are easily deceived. Give them roots. Teach them the truth. Teach them the scriptures when they are young. Timothy became the man he was due to the godly impact of the uh, mom and grandma who knew this reality. The faith Timothy had first lived in his mom and his grandma. His faith grew its roots when he was just a young boy. Um, and then the next thing is God, uh, godly mothers know when to let go. Um, so here's the third thing that Timothy's mom did. She let him go. She released him to God's greater glory and purpose. This can be tough. Let me tell you, the day I dropped Caitlin off to college, I know I was just dropping her off to college, you know, four hours south of here, but I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> but she's my baby. I have to take care of her. And in each time a kid leaves home, it's the same thing. You're like, no, you can't go. But we have to let them go. We have to let them have their, live their own faith. Um, so here was a mom who carefully taught and modeled faith. Here was a mom who exposed her child to the teaching and life of faith. And yet this mom knew that there were other people and other experiences that would take um, what she had taught him to a deeper level. Eunice, Timothy's mom, let him go. And again, this is hard. I remember um, when Pastor Bruce and I um, surrendered to full-time ministry. We were married, but we were young. We had, um, well, at that moment, we only had one child and, and uh, pregnant with the second. But by the time we left, we had, um, Caitlin had been born. But we were going to move 1,200 miles away. We were going to leave Virginia. We had never lived more than five minutes from my parents, maybe 20 minutes from Bruce's parents. We were always close. We would go to dinner all the time. And we surrendered to full-time ministry. And we were going to move 1,200 miles away to Springfield, Missouri to go to Bible college. And it was hard. It was hard for our parents to let us go. Um, I remember... Even my mom, she probably, out of all of them, had, like, the strongest faith that she modeled. And, and she's like, I don't want you to go, but I know you need to. I know this is what God's calling you to do. But it was tough. My dad was mad. He was mad at us for taking away his grandbabies and for, for leaving. Um, Bruce's parents were mad. They didn't even talk to us for quite a while. They were so upset that we were, like, how dare you take my grandbabies and and you guys leave us and go. But that's what we had to do because we had to follow God's plan and what God had called us to do in our lives. 
Um, so just like that, Timothy joined Paul in his second missionary journey. And Timothy learned numerous um, intricacies and pastoral methods from Paul. And the two of them traveled far, and they encountered desperate situations and God-glorifying occasions. And let me tell you, when we left, we did encounter some desperate situations in many God-glorifying situations. And God will always be there, and he's always going to take care of you. And nowhere do we read of Eunice saying, No, come back. Come home. I didn't raise you for this. No, here is a woman who first lived the faith that she wanted her son to have. She taught that faith to him in his early age, at an early age, and she let him go. Here is the woman who trusted in God's love, his provision, his calling, and care more than her own abilities. Timothy was God's first and hers second, and she let him go. And we have to remember that our children are God's first. He just lets us raise them. He gives us that awesome job to do. And sometimes they're going to go through things, and you want to fix it, and you can't. But you know what? There's been many times I've just said, God, they're your child first. I'm handing them over to you. Take care of them. And guess what? He always does. <laughs> he always does. Um, so um, lastly, um, Eunice and Lois, they were blessed. The result, the outcome of their work, their lives of fine character was rewarded, not immediately, but later on. Sure, there were good moments. You know, there was good times and smiles when they were raising Timothy and as he was growing up. But the real fruit of their work came years down the road, years later. So moms, don't ever question your God-given role to care, nurture, and bring up your child in the ways of the Lord. When those times of doubt seem to prevail, remind yourself the fruit comes later on. Moms, we love you and we appreciate you. And I, I just think you guys do such an amazing job. But I know there's probably moms out there right now, maybe maybe you're just you're struggling with something. Maybe your kids are struggling. Maybe you're not sure how to take care of it or what to do. Um, and I'm going to close in prayer. But as we have our closing song, I want to invite all of the moms, if you want to just come forward and just kneel down and pray. Pray for your children. Pray for your grandchildren. Pray for yourself to be able to be that godly influence to your children. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you so much for this just amazing day you've given me, the, um, the ability you've given me to be able to, um, just the opportunity to be able to come and to speak and um, to just share your word. And, um, and, Lord, just to be able to be there to help other mothers. Um, I've, I, you've given me such just a, an awesome, amazing four children, and I thank you so much for that opportunity to be their mom. And, Lord, I just pray that you would be with each and every mother that's here, no matter what they're going through, whether it's good times or bad times right now, Lord. I just pray for them, and I lift them up. And, Lord, I just pray that they would just come and just um, just pour their heart out to you, God. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. So like Kelly said, uh, mothers, grandmothers, parents, you're invited as we sing. If you'd like to come forward and kneel and as a sign of your surrendering over of your children into his hands. And we're just going to sing this song of blessing over you and over our church family.
children or the husbands of mothers in the room or any other of the men of our church would like to come up and make sure that all of our moms receive a rose to just express our love for them and our appreciation for them. I'm going to pray as you guys do that for for our service and our moms. So God, we just thank you so much as we pass out these roses, Lord. uh, We thank you for the mother's in our lives. I think of my own wife and the struggles of just being a mom and waking up each day and uh, just giving of yourself. I know my mom personally has said, if I could just take away the struggles that you go through, I would do it. So God, I just 
We just pray that blessing over our church, over our mothers, and may they go today, throughout the rest of the day, as we celebrate them, uh, Lord, that they feel just as appreciated and empowered as, as you want them to feel. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.